0: Welcome to a Failed Critics podcast. Uh, I'm Steve Norman, joined by Owen Hughes. Hello. Hello, Steve. Uh, hello. Returning after a considerable absence for, for this podcast. Yes. Um, but yes, deciding to get back on kind of a approximate 10-year anniversary of the first Failed Critics podcast to... Do another one for all of those people who've been wondering where we've been for the last few years.
1: Yeah, because it has been a few years. 20, 29, well, I mean, we've recorded this one quite close to recording another episode. I don't know which yeah. order Tony is going to release them in. Um, yeah. But yes, we did do another episode with Brooker, um, mm-hmm. which is either before this one or is coming soon. So I don't know whether
0: I'm teasing ahead or reflecting on at this yeah, point. Yeah. If- if you've heard it, we hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't heard it, go and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but before that, the last episode we recorded was 2019, pre-pandemic times,
0: that was, Steve. yes, Yeah. Back in the old world. Yeah. Before Back the new before the dark times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, because I think I just said to you, actually, before we started this call, you know, while, while everyone else in the world was discovering Skype and Zoom and Teams, and Google Hangouts, uh, and starting uh, podcasts.
0: Yes, this niche thing called podcasts, according to Jake Humphreys.
1: Yeah, I, I did as, see that as well, yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> um, the Yes, well, everyone else was discovering that we had basically knocked it on the head. Yeah, we hung
0: up our headphones <laughs> and... It wasn't cool anymore, you know, everyone else is doing it. No, that wasn't like back in... Probably 2010 when I started podcasting. <laughs> yeah, and when about four people had one, it's now everyone's got one, and yeah, big business. I've been paid to edit oh. and make podcasts. How about that?
1: That's something I've I never not thought. Got, would I've not got a penny out of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you did
0: get what was it? Football boots? Was that all you got? I got, some, I got, I got some free stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got some swag. <laughs> but, so that's uh, a yeah, but yeah, hung up our headphones and now. Like Paul Skulls trying to fly out of retirement. (laughs) That's a good reference. Yeah. 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 Or or Stephen Carr. He, yeah. Skulls is a bit more glamorous. (laughs) He is slightly more glamorous than Stephen (laughs) Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But here we are back again doing this just for kicks because there's no other reason to spend an hour and a half of our evening midweek chatting about films that we don't really
0: watch anymore means i don't have to watch i'm a celebrity
1: oh okay so yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be behind Every... what's boy george, what's boy george said No.
0: yeah <laughs> i don't care <laughs> yeah well we're not talking about i'm a celebrity no 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 we're talking about films and and tv shit well yeah i i'm a celebrity <laughs> it, could in it somewhere, would fit but, in there but, i mean if it, you have it watched
1: it it's fine i'm not judging people who've watched it I mean, this no. might, it maybe even plays into, I don't know what you've picked for your triple bill. Maybe it comes into that.
0: You know? Well, we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. But what is the triple um, bill? The triple bill is. The triple bill is, th- bill is TV shows TV programs that should have a movie spin off or movie version.
1: Yeah. And we've come up with some of our ideas. So for people who. We have. Uh, not listened before, unlikely. People who have listened but completely forgotten what any of the stupid shit is that we do on this, triple bill. We usually pick three films or three, or, or or sometimes, like we're doing today, create three ideas, concepts that fit within a theme, right? We do that yeah. at the very end of the podcast. um, And then before that, what we've we, been watching, what we've been we watching, about That's also something sc-
0: we've been watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, yeah. It, as it's set, yeah. yeah. Uh, we used to do film news. Do you remember that? Remember we, we used to care yeah. enough about films to do film news?
0: Yeah, and then it just ended up being superhero film news it's the constantly. same thing or, fr- or franchise film news all the time
1: yeah when we started it in was, 2012 you know back in April 2012 it wasn't just I mean but the Avengers was just coming out in well, fact,
0: I, th- I think the Avengers was this on the second podcast we ever recorded the first podcast Spelled Critics did which probably even predates your involvement it did I think the, me- I think the new release review was Cabin in the Woods but that's correct yeah was, and then the second, the second one was was the Avengers or Avengers Assemble, yeah. whatever the actual, so I the ju- title I, was I jumped in from post
1: Avengers. I'm like, yeah, Ant Man. So you're at Phase Two. <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, I'm the yeah. uh, Scott Lang of the Metal <laughs> Critics Podcast. <laughs> but we're not doing news because who gives no. a fuck? But we are. You've got a quiz. You prepared a quiz. We yeah. do. We do warm up with a little bit of a
0: yeah. Also, because, also, with the news, we would record and then someone would die the next day. Oh, that
1: did happen a lot. And it was, yeah, yeah,
0: which was just frustrating. Obviously, people dying isn't great, but it was just frustrating as anything that it would happen the day after we record and then we can't talk about it until a week later when yes. it's old news. Effectively,
1: yeah. I reckon if you looked into it, if you really found like the statistics on this, if you if you cared to check, I reckon Tuesday was probably the 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 day that the most celebrities have died on, because that's how it always yeah. felt. That's how it yeah. always felt. We'd record on a Monday, Tuesday. You know, Keith Chegwin's dead. I don't know why I referenced Keith Chegwin again. <laughs> it's kill Keith, because, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Um, but yes, we do always start with a quiz. I do have a quiz for you. I've, uh-huh. I've made it multiple choice to to try and make it easier. But I was trying okay. to think of a topic for a quiz, which is which is always a struggle. Uh-huh. Um, and I've come up with. Um, a film ba- uh, quiz based on the working title of films. So sometimes films have oh. working titles that are, you know, not the actual name of a movie. So the first one I've got is Blue Harvest. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and was that the working title of Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, or A New Hope? Well, I, I do know this one.
1: So there's there are people out there who do this kind of thing much better than us. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> One of them really, is the, I know. One of them is the Weekly Planet, which is two very funny guys who um, this became a running joke on their channel. So I know that it's a New Hope.
0: Okay, correct.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's the, that's probably the most well known working title of a film as well. I think.
1: Yeah, but I did also um, know because yeah. of the Family
0: Guy episode. Yeah, they yeah. they called their Star Wars. Whatever you want to call it, parody, uh, I guess. Blue Harvest. So yeah. yeah, would that be allowed on Twitter? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second one, so question two: the working title of um, which film was "How the Solar System Was Won"? Was it Mars Attacks, two thousand and one, a space odyssey, or Arrival? Oh, well, it's, it's got to be Mars Attacks, surely. No. Oh, it's, it's not two thousand.
1: It's two thousand and one. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, the solar system was one. Yes. Do you know that is one of my all-time favorite movies, and yet I've never <laughs> heard that stat before.
0: I mean, quite often the, the working titles don't really bear any relevance to true the film itself. Mm, um, so it so it's, makes it even more impossible to guess yeah. which one it is. Uh, question three. So, Instant on 57th Street, Is that uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter and uh, the Deathly Hallows Part 1, or Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Well, you've done me there because I haven't got a clue about any Harry Potter film, so I can't even link it to like, well, if that film can place on... I mean, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but my partner is, and I've probably seen all of the films. I can't remember any reference to a 57th Street in those films. So again, okay. it it's just a it's just stab in the dark.
1: <laughs> it's a complete stab in the dark. There's no logic yeah. to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's say the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, no, it was Chamber of Secrets. Oh, yeah, of course. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chamber, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky I just remembered the title of one of them. Never mind. <laughs>
0: So you've got uh, one out of three so far. Two, uh-huh. two more opportunities to re- uh, to redeem yourself. Number four, uh, the working title is Paradox, and we've got uh, a bit more relevant to to the working title. These okay, ones. okay. So we've got Hot Tub Time Machine, Back to the Future, or Time Bandits. I can't imagine Hot Tub Time Machine would need a working <laughs> title. Isn't
1: the point of a working title to prevent other studio? It's got to be Back to the Future. It is
0: it is yeah <laughs> but I like the I like your thinking there by put, including yeah. it <laughs> I'm just trying to think of once I found out what the work you know what film it was then yeah. trying to think of other time travel films for some reason those <laughs> time Hot yeah. time machine came yeah. to you first <laughs> uh, and the last yeah, one group enough. hug is that Justice League Batman Forever or the Avengers group hug I think
1: it'd be too easy to guess if it was The Avengers. The whole point of like working title, right, is nobody knows what it is. Other studios well, and press and whatever can't sort of get. So it, it can't be Avengers. Everyone knew that was going to... Did they? Or am I overthinking it now? I wouldn't like to say. <laughs> because is this the winner? Well, because that defeat the object. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, then it wouldn't be a quiz if you just gave me a list of things and yeah. told me which one was correct. Um... Let's go
0: with Justice League. No, it was the Avengers. Oh yeah, I thought as, as the two Justice League and Avengers make sense because it's a a team up, a group. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um but yes, you got uh, a massive 2 out of 5. That's considerably <laughs> more than normal. For What we've been watching um <laughs> Uh, I've been watching a lot of Andor, the Star, which kind of fits in oh, with yeah. Triple Bill. Uh, it's kind of the reverse, of, because it's a TV show that's spun off of a film, rather uh-huh. than the opposite of Triple Bill. Uh, see the Star Wars um, series that's come off of Rogue One, which was the, um, I think it was the first Disney Star Wars film. And it kind of is the, about the plot to steal the Death Star plans, which leads directly into A New Hope, which is actually excellent stars So probably up there with the best Disney Star Wars stuff. Uh, and Andor is a prequel series to that movie um, starring Diego Luna as Cassie and Andor um, and kind of don't want to spoil it too much because some people might have watched it. Some people might choose to binge watch it once it's all been released. It's just being released weekly rather than just dropped all at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's kind of about his journey into the Rebellion, so sort of um, how he gets to where he is when we first see him in Rogue One. Um, it's very different to anything else Star Wars. Um, so what I will say is, as of yet, there's, there's still a few episodes left of the season, but as of yet, there's no, been no sign of any Force users. So there's been no Jedi, no Sith, no lightsabers, anything like that. So the Emperor Palpatine has been mentioned but not seen, but obviously he's in charge of the Empire, so his name is probably going to get mentioned somewhere, but yeah, no Force users show up so far, and I find a lot of, not necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of the Star Wars content Disney have uh, released is very fan service heavy. This is not at all. There are references that you'll get and and things that you'll see that all link back to other things, but it's not slapping you around the face of it like The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and some of the animated series have done. Again, no detriment to those shows. I've enjoyed both of them. I think they're both really good, but yeah, they are quite fan service heavy. This is very different to that. It's kind of got the feel of a sort of British spy thriller series. It's a lot of British actors um, in the series. Excuse me. Uh, But yeah, it, it has... It's the yeah it's the least Star Wars y Star Wars thing. So who is it for? Because <laughs> it's it's it is for Star Wars fans. Yeah. Or sci-fi fans. Or I don't think I mean if you're just like kind of spy thrillers and or that kind of thing, um espionage and all that 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 kind of genre, and you like sci-fi or you can put aside the fact that it's sci-fi. I think you don't even need to have seen Star Wars to to really get it. It's obvious who the bad guys are. It's obvious who the good guys are, well, to an extent. It's, you know, you kind of know, you don't need to have seen Star Wars to to see Andor, but obviously it is aimed at Star Wars fans. But I, it's just very different to, you know, it's very different to the Kenobi series that's just come out. Thank God. Very different to The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It's, it's very different to, I mean, it's most similar to Rogue One, obviously, because it shares a few characters, uh, but it's even then not, you know, yeah. still different to that. But I, I think it's up there with the best Disney Star Wars property. Interesting. I've watched the first four episodes. Yeah. I think
1: I watched all of. I've watched all the series basically. I've watched yeah. all of the Mandalorian. I've watched yeah. all of Book of Boba Fett. For some unfathomable reason i sat through all of obi-wan it was so boring and so i was hesitant going into andor and i'm still a bit sort of trepidatious around like continuing with it but the first the first i'd say 10 minutes of the first episode of andor i was like okay all right like you say it's not too star wars it feels a bit like a like a pg sort of Blade Runner almost to begin with you know that yeah. goes into what they they allude to as like a strip club but is they can't say that because it's Star Wars and you know yeah. they, they try to make it feel quite adult but it's it's still just people in you know yeah. masks face paint and puppets everywhere yeah so it's still no, it's very watered down for like what I wanted if it was if it took itself more although saying that I can't remember which episode it was maybe it was a th- Second or third episode, there were a lot. There was a couple of deaths in it of the bad guys, whichever ones there. Yeah. they. The, they're the Empire. They are the bad ones, Imperials, whatever they call them.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, in it's the the Empire, but it is the I think it's the ISB Imperial Security Bureau, which are kind of the the, the main bad guys in in this, yeah. rather than the Sith or people of red lightsabers or a load of stormtroopers. I
1: find all that so tedious. I can't like, <laughs> I can't keep, I can't retain that knowledge. Like, I've watched four episodes of this. I've seen Rogue One, and you telling me now that it's like a prequel to Rogue One, and there are characters that are overlapping is news to me.
0: It does not. Well, well, that, there's, there's only two. There was obviously there's Andor, and or, eh. and then there's a couple of others that overlap. It's, so far, there's not a great deal of overlap, but there is a, you know a handful of others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a sucker for anything Star Wars. <laughs> but I think part of the problem, like you said, about Kenobi, it was a solo movie. Even with Rogue One, and, and they're telling stories that don't need to be told. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I we didn't. don't. We don't. We didn't. Even though Rogue One was excellent, we didn't need to see how the Death Star plans were stolen. Uh. We didn't need to, uh, a Han Solo origin story. We didn't need to see Boba Fett surviving, being chucked into a Sure. Bit, you know yeah <clears throat> but it's, it's, there's more misses than hits but the hits are good I
1: don't know I think but, I liked the second season of Mandalorian and that's yeah. that's about it from all the Disney Star Wars stuff Yeah, and there's so much of it and it keeps coming oh. but saying that like there's so much Marvel stuff and I've watched all of those and
0: enjoyed <laughs> the vast majority mm. I think but that that seems to be sort of diminishing returns now doesn't it I don't know, I'm, because She-Hulk thought, was I've, funny. I thought Ms. Marvel I, I was loved, great. I did like She-Hulk, and a lot of people didn't, but yeah. I did quite enjoy it. Yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder wasn't a big fan of. Doctor Strange 2 wasn't a great fan oh, of. Oh,
1: I really enjoyed that. That was one of my favourites yeah. of this whole, like, since probably Infinity War. I enjoyed yeah. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was great. Shang-Chi was good. Yeah, I really liked Shang-Chi. I really liked... Um, multiverse of madness and people seem to really love the spider-man film whichever one that was that was the third one the, Spider-Man. the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, all the spider-men the all the spider-men spider-man
0: yeah spider-man's
1: <laughs> spider-man's yeah. um i thought that was good but yeah it wasn't the best one um but yeah i really liked Marvel's. novels uh yeah i thought multiverse of madness was going to be bad you know the whole Thing with getting rid of Scott Derrickson and bringing in Sam Raimi Mm. to make that, I thought, oh, that's never a good sign, is it? No, Um, but I thought they did everything excellently in that. It was one of my one of my favorites. And the TV shows, like I say, I've watched them all. Some some haven't been great in the whole, on the whole, not in the whole. Mm. Um, but I've still had like Falcon and Winter Soldier, for example. I thought started, the first three episodes of that were pretty underwhelming, Mm. and then it got better. But yeah, WandaVision was fantastic, Loki was great, really enjoyed Biz Marvel, and, um, you know, Hawkeye was fine, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're probably doing better than than Disney Star Wars.
1: I would, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because what would you imagine is more popular?
0: I always think Marvel is more popular now. Yeah. Or the MCU or whatever is more popular than Star Wars now. Do you think? Um, yeah. although Star Wars is always going to have that cult following. Um, if, you were, if you were eight years old now yeah. and you
1: logged onto Disney Plus and you saw all these things, you saw Star Wars and it was Andor yeah. and you saw, you know, Obi-Wan and you saw Boba Fett and then you look, yeah. you scrolled down to the next sort of rail, and you saw on yeah. that carousel you were, you had, oh, there's you know Ms Marvel, there's She Hulk, there's Moon Knight. Mm. Are any of those gonna entice you in as an eight year old Steve Norman from south of England? Are you gonna go? Oh,
0: I have to see that. I would be more, if I, I'd be more going for Marvel than Star Wars. Do you reckon? Yeah. Did that hurt yeah, to I, say that? <laughs> no, no. I don't, you know, I don't hold any of these things too too dear to my heart. Yeah, Star Wars is really for kids and families. A lot of stuff they're making now, put aside the animated stuff, hmm. so Andor isn't for kids. Rogue One, maybe, but it was quite dark um, in terms of you know, how it ends with all the main characters dying. Is Rogue One the one that had Donnie Yen? And one with yeah. the Force and the Force, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, is the Mandalorian really for color we've got Baby Yoda in there to sell uh, toys, cynically. But <laughs> um, is that, you know, is that a Book of Boba Fett really for the kids? Seems so like they're making no. stuff. It seems they're making like a lot of stuff for older Star Wars fans. Yeah. Especially the live action stuff. Well,
1: they're the ones that are going to pay to subscribe, I suppose, aren't
0: they? Yeah. But yeah, enjoying Andor would definitely definitely say watch it, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, give it a go. There might be something in there for you as well. So what have you been watching, Owen? Well, Steve, um, I
1: also have been scrolling through uh, Disney Plus and looking to see what's on there. I noticed on the weekend that I did a new film, uh, which is called See How They Run stars Sersha Ronan, Sam Rockwell, Adrian Brody, Reese Shearsmith, um, some really good cast in there. And the trailer made it look like a Wes Anderson film. And I was in the mood for just a short 90 ish minute um, caper, which I guess this is. And it looked like it could be quite fun and quite breezy. It's kind of a whodunit. Well, I mean, it is a whodunit, it's a murder mystery. It's based around. 1950s London in the West End during the run of Agatha Christie's *The Mousetrap*, which is the most famous *Who Done It* um, play ever, probably um, longest-running *Who Done It* ran for like 70 years, I think, in total. Um, the longest-running play in the world ran for 70 years. It was only stopped because of the pandemic, and then I think it's resumed again. Um, it's directed by a guy called Tom George. Didn't mean anything to me at first. Wasn't the reason I decided to watch it. But uh, I later found out he is the guy who directed This Country, which is one of the best modern okay. sitcoms, I think, that you'll find with Daisy May Cooper and, and Charlie Cooper. Um, Charlie Cooper is in this. Daisy May Cooper is not. She's Probably too busy filming Never Mind the Buzzcocks, which has also returned. Bah. From out of nowhere. it's quite funny. So yeah, so this isn't a retelling of The Mousetrap. This is a telling of a film director played by Adrian Brody who's been hired to adapt the play into a film in the 1950s and then he is murdered but subsequently narrates the whole film. So he's telling the story of what's going on. It's fine. Like I really wanted to like it more. The Wes Anderson vibe is... it's there, but it's not strong enough. Like, Wes Anderson is great with those quick cuts. He's great with the like, coloration of pictures. You know, it feels like a living cartoon sometimes with his movies. You know, Grand Budapest Hotel probably, very good example of that. And it does have a little bit of 1950s almost like a screwball comedy kind of vibe. Saoirse Ronan is great. Sam Rockwell's doing a British accent so if you ever wondered what that sounds like then this is your opportunity. It's the, I, it's the film that I would say is like a good Sunday evening movie. If, you, if you're like me, you can't, I came home from work on Saturday. I was absolutely knackered. It was quite late. Put it on. It's fine. The kind of movie you just eat your dinner to. I don't know whether that's an endorsement
0: or not. Probably isn't. No, I know what you mean. It's kind of that six out of ten kind of movie. that's that six eight You're, you're going to watch. You're going to enjoy it. You want to see it through to the end. But you're probably not going to remember much about it in a couple of days' time or have any inclination to watch it again. Exactly. Unless a few years down the line, you're having dinner on a Sunday evening again, and it happens to be on ITV2 (laughs) for the 25th time this month. Yeah. And there's been a few films like that for me
1: this year where I've just gone, it's fine. It's okay. It's, you know, it's killed sort of 90 minutes, two hours. That would otherwise have been spent scrolling endlessly through various social media, uh, through various streaming platforms. Like, are you like? I got. I subscribe to Now TV, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon, Next Up Comedy, all four, Mm -hmm. and it's just like iPlayer as well. And it's just like you—you could spend two hours scrolling through something and not watch anything. So this was just one of those films that was just like, I just I can't spend Mm. any more time scrolling. I'm going to watch it. I didn't yeah. guess who was the person who done it, the person what done the murder, but I watched it with my wife, Elisa. She guessed it pretty early on. So I knew how the film was going to end. She knew yeah. who had done it. It was just a case of waiting an hour and a half no. to get to that point. But yeah, there have been lots of films like this for me this year. I watched Lightyear, the you know the film about yeah. Buzz Lightyear. That was the same in that, you know, it's
0: fine. I didn't like Lightyear.
1: I liked the sci-fi elements of it. Yeah. If it was not a Buzz Lightyear film, yeah, it probably would, because it had that kind of uh, lost in space kind of vibe about it. Um, but yeah, the Adam Project, you know, with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and yeah, was his name Mark Ruffalo again, another yeah. one of those films that's just fine, yeah, passes time. It doesn't do anything exciting, you, and you could think between yeah. these three films, how much money has been spent making them, and they're just kind of plain and average.
0: Yeah, pretty sad before we move on to our triple bill just another uh, what we've been watching it's just coming oh, yeah? into my head I think it's worth talking about so we're in early November now at the uh-huh. time of recording Christmas is <laughs> on the horizon have you watched a Christmas film already? not by choice <laughs> okay. so my, my partner is a, is a big Christmas fan uh-huh. I like Christmas she likes it far more than I do it? Uh-huh. I don't know if Nicole can hear me, but she's not coming into the room berating <laughs> yeah. me yet. But, so yes, today we both had a day off. We had a nice morning, went for lunch out somewhere, came back, she put on uh, a Christmas film. And she even likes these god-awful Channel 5 style oh, Christmas yeah. films that I swear all have the same plot. <laughs> Somebody from the city ends up in the countryside, Yeah, doesn't like it at first, falls in love with someone, but goes back to the big city then realize there's usually a child involved somewhere as well. So the person they fall in love with is usually a single parent and has a child said, and then they like the child as well. The child's all lovely and sweet and all this nonsense. And then they go back to the city because their car has been repaired or their business needs them to go back to work or whatever nonsense reason to get them back to the city. But actually realize they love this person and the countryside and go back there and it's Christmas and everybody's happy, even all the quirky neighbours in the countryside town they've gone to. Yeah, Anyone else who's suffering this has my eternal sympathy. (laughs) And she will not believe Die Hard's a Christmas movie either. But it's set at Christmas, Steve. It's set at Christmas about a man getting home to see his kids at Christmas and it's at a Christmas party. Yeah. It's, it could not be more Christmas. Exactly. Like Batman. I cannot. Yeah. Like ba- yeah. Batman uh, Returns is a Christmas movie. Yeah. 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 There's a difference between a Christmas movie and a movie set at Christmas. The difference is, is Christmas integral to the plot? Die Hard would not happen if it wasn't Christmas. The plot of Die Hard doesn't <laughs> happen because he's not there at our office Christmas party and the terrorists aren't there because they're there for the Christmas party because yeah. everybody's there. Yeah. And the head of. Nakatomi Corporation is there because it's the Christmas party. If it's not the Christmas party, the bad guys aren't there. John McClane's not there. The film doesn't happen. True, but. So Christmas is integral to the plot of Die Hard, therefore it's a Christmas movie. But you can get films that are just set at Christmas, but Christmas is irrelevant to the plot. Yeah. The, the more things anyway. change, the more they stay the same on this anyway. podcast, I think. It's anyway, the same. I debate. need to calm down, but I will have probably watched another twenty. By at least of these movies before Christmas Day itself. Time now for Triple Bill, um, where this, uh, this week we are looking at three um, well, three ideas of our own um, TV shows that should get a movie. Have a movie spin-off, movie adaptation, uh-huh. whatever you might want to call it. Uh, simple as that really. Three, three TV shows um, that we think should get a movie spin-off or remake yeah, whatever you want to call it which, exactly. whatever whatever interpretation we have uh, so why don't you give kick us off with your first sure TV show that should be a movie
1: yes i will do i'm gonna just say though i think i picked this one partly because originally i was going to talk about um house of the dragon the game of thrones yeah. show and i thought possibly that as i was watching it every and i enjoyed it you know overall i think I'm um, a Game of Thrones fan, and I think that The House of the Dragon was a good uh, s- sort of prequel. Um, but I did think it p- might have worked better as a film, as just a long film. Oh. Uh, perhaps. Or two films, you know, split down the middle. It very easily could yeah. have been split in the middle. Did you watch House of the Dragon? I'd started it, but not
0: got halfway Okay. Yet.
1: Right, okay. Well, I think there's a point where you think, oh, okay, this is like the second half of this story. Right. And I think that part of me thought this could all just be either one yeah. film or split into two films. And then mm. I was thinking about like TV shows that have had movies um, afterwards. And I think that's a lot more than you expect. Because, you yeah. know, I thought like, um, we, we watched Breaking Bad earlier this year. Yeah. And obviously, that had El Camino. And although it's yeah. like a Netflix movie, still a movie spin off, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you think, like, well, The In Between Us,
0: that had yeah, that one. Two, yeah. Two, Alpha, two.
1: Two, it did have two. Yeah. Alpha yeah. Papa. Um, yeah. You know, Bob's Burgers this year and yeah. The Simpsons. And, you know, all these films. I was just thinking like Mr. Bean, quite famously, you know, in the. Yeah. Um, you can you go like back just,
0: to British sitcoms, yep. like. British sitcoms were quite prominent at doing it. Like Porridge had a couple of of, it did. of movies, didn't it? And, so sitcoms, yeah. so So I was thinking
1: about, well, it seems to be more common with comedies than yeah. it
0: does with
1: um, other genres
0: necessarily. I suppose that might be because usually a, a sitcom or a comedy, you know, American one's 20-odd minutes because they take into account uh-huh. all the commercial breaks. UK, well, half an hour at the most yes. for an episode generally. And then they're wanting to, you know, write something the writers, the makers of wanting to, to do something longer. Is it? Yeah, which which has very varied results. It does. We could just see that from the in us because the first in between movie I thought was brilliant. The second one, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it was less like slightly. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, it doesn't always work for British sitcoms. No. You know, Ab Fab had a movie, didn't it? Didn't Mrs. Brown's Boys it, have a movie? You know? Yeah. You know. Com- community's not had its movie yet but there's always no but it seems stuff.
0: like it's edging closer and closer doesn't it yeah six seasons in a movie and all that yeah
1: yeah i really are I, this is kind of news i guess but you know westworld got cancelled recently have you oh. because this seems like a show you would love have you been watching westworld
0: i've never seen an episode fucking
1: hell steve it's gr- it is it is great but like yeah the the fourth season i can I, it's the numbers have dwindled of people watching well, it because it gets more and more like cerebral sci-fi. You've got no idea what's real, what isn't real. Yeah. And it doesn't give you that information. Mm. It just doesn't. It, You know, it's. I think it's phenomenal TV. I've really enjoyed all of it. Mm. Third season, I, I kind of lost a little bit of what I felt yeah. for it in the first two seasons. But I really wished it had a movie. So if we'd have done this triple bill, like if I'd have prepared for this today or yesterday, mm. I would have added Westworld to this just, yeah. to, just to give it that conclusion, but mm. I haven't included it. Like I say, I was thinking more about sitcoms, British sitcoms in particular, and one that I would really love is a Garth Marenghi's Dark Place movie. Do you know what Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is? It's a bit of a
0: no. I've, I've I've heard of it. I've never seen it.
1: Okay, it was a cult, cult series, early 2000s on Channel 4. It was created by Matthew Holness and Richard Iwadi. Um, and it was also created by a guy called Billy Brown. Also starred, like, the cast was fantastic. Matt Berry and Alice Lowe were in it. Uh, other people popped up, like Julian Barrett and Noel Fielding. It's that kind of oh. comedy. It was about an author, Dreamweaver, visionary plus actor, Garth Marenghi, who was played by Matthew Holness, um, looking back on his fictional 80s TV show set in a hospital called Dark Place. Where surreal and bizarre things keep happening. So, I think kind of like the kind of like Hammer Horror series style, where everything's a bit off, everything's kind of badly dubbed, all the sets are a bit shaky and wonky, and the effects are, but it's on purpose. You know, it's a parody of all those things. It's all completely made up. There was no show called Dark Place. Garth Marenghi is a fictional character. People, if people don't know Matthew is, I was talking to someone recently who didn't know Matthew Holness. I was like, oh, he's, uh, the IT guy in the office, the UK version of the Office.
0: Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. No, you know
1: you <laughs> know. Yeah. People know, yeah, who I know you're exactly what you mean now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he uh, created this. It's his character, but the joy is all like basically in how badly made it is, and how hokey and all of this. But none of the characters know how shoddy it is. They all believe it's a masterpiece. Uh, you know, he Garth Marenghi thinks he's a genius. Um, for creating all these like Monster of the Week type like programs. Um, But it was only very short-lived and it really should have had more. I think it could have had at least one, maybe two more series um, in the way that like a lot of good British sitcoms end after sort of five or six episodes. yeah. Um, It could have had just that one more series, one more go at it, maybe a little bit more money, but then maybe more money would have ruined it. But what I want, what I want is a tight... 70 minute, completely straight reproduction of one of uh, Garth's novels that he reads. So I just want to see the full film adaptation of one of those. Adapted in the modern day as if he's doing it now. Um, And what that might look like. So think like what would an asylum movie look like if it was meant Um, to be that bad. Yeah. And that's what I think he could do and interject every so often maybe, or do a Q and A at the end, like, you know, you could have a minute, a film that's 70 minutes and then a 20 minute oh. Q and A that's prepared with the director. So you think the film's ended and then it's him doing a Q and A. That would, right. that would be amazing. So yeah, he sits down and in a hot seat with like Adam Buxton or someone like that, maybe mm. that would be my dream. So yeah. It was it was inspired by those old British sitcoms that got made into movies. That, yeah. yeah, just give go, okay. just give, give Matthew holders the money, you cowards. Let's just make <laughs> this happen.
0: My first choice is quite a predictable one, I suppose, quite straightforward. I think the boys, um, hours ah, in the superhero that's on mine series, as well. um, yeah, could lend itself easily. I've I've not seen the latest season. But I've watched the first. Why are you on this podcast, Steve? I've just been busy. (laughs) I've just been busy with life. And there's too much on the telly on all these different streaming services. Mm. And I I can't sit in the office every day watching them as much as I'd like to. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously, superhero movies are massive at the moment and series as well. This is a different take, obviously, adapted from a. A, a comic or graphic novel can't remember which but um, uh,
1: it's the same thing I think the only people who bother to differentiate are just people ashamed yeah. of being nerds which doesn't happen yeah. so
0: much these days uh, but yeah it you know but obviously it's a different take on superheroes from what we've seen from Marvel and DC but it, it, it lends itself to movies quite easily and perhaps even a cinematic universe so to speak mm
1: uh-huh. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. I, I had it on my list as well. I went a bit yeah. further. I thought about how you could do this as a film.
0: Have you have you got ideas for what you would do with it? No, no. It was so, just kind of a, a one to kind of get the ball rolling with my other choices to get my brain yeah. working. Um, Especially as I hadn't seen the latest season, so I didn't know quite where we were. Yeah. crop wise, with everything as to where it could spin off to, but I know that yeah, you know, so many different groups and factions and and elements you could stick with the the main central castle you could go off in all kinds of different directions uh, definitely so the so yeah. his,
1: the showrunner is eric kripke um who mm. i think did like supernatural or something like that one of those kind yeah. of shows um but absolutely just smashes it at the park with the boys It is one of the best tv shows around. Well, but i think he he's quite an interesting guy because i saw an interview or heard or read or something with him where He was talking about people who work on these streaming programs, people who work on The Boys. And he said, you can tell the people that have worked in traditional TV compared to the people who've only ever worked in streaming services, you know, making programs for like Disney or Netflix. He said, because if you're working on this, The Boys releases weekly, doesn't it? Even though it's a streaming thing, it's one episode a week. Mm. He says, the people who are working on this, who've only worked at like Netflix, for example, They don't know quite so well how to make a single episode, a story in its own right.
0: Right.
1: It's all about, because they're all dumped, like, let's say it's 10 episodes of a limited series. It's all dumped in one go. The idea is that people will binge it. It's like a 10 hour movie, you know, whereas with the boys, he wants, he's said this, like, you know, the people he wants to work with are the people. Who know how to tell a story over one hour that progresses Oof. a larger arc, and I think that's one of the things that the boys is, yeah, head and shoulders above most of the programs. Yeah. for, um, but I would give him. So I would give him a two-hour runtime, and I'd want him to make it in real time. You know, like, like the film 1917. It yeah. just takes place all in one go, because I want to see him do that. If he he can tell a story over like an hour or two hours and it's completely self-contained, just as well as he could do an hour of television. Yeah. That's what I want. So I want it to take over, take, you know, the whole thing happens over two hours. Maybe, like, I thought you could start it off almost like, you know, Huey uh, is in his flat or apartment or whatever. Um, So it starts off a bit cliche and a bit self-aware of how these kind of films would start. And then, like, I don't know, Butcher and Homelander are fighting, they fly through the wall or something like that. And then oh. it just continues to escalate from there. So his character, it's all the mad shit that happens to him in two hours from the start of someone flying through his wall to them so- sorting the whole thing out. Oh. I thought that could be quite fun. Yeah. Um, and gives them plenty of room for all of the gore and violence yeah. and this darkly mm. funny at times, the, the film, yeah. that the show is well-known for.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's also, you know, you have the option of spinning off from the existing <laughs> TV show or just starting afresh with yeah. movies as it well. Do, it you can doesn't go, have
1: to be part of yeah. that that whole programme, yeah. exactly. It's its own two-hour yeah. thing that just happens to take place yeah. one day in Huey's life or one morning yeah. or one afternoon or one evening or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, we've now had two of your shows, <laughs> so. I'll carry straight on Go into on my then. second yep. one which is Ted Lasso. Now I didn't think I'd like this when a couple of friends recommended it to me I thought it's Americans yep. doing soccer comedy it's going to be terrible um, but no I actually quite enjoy it um, you know it's not easy lowest common denominator comedy it's you know not as quite although there are oh, Americans don't understand football. It's not quite as, you know, basic as that, no. the humour. It's, it's cool. it's, some of the characters are quite charming and endearing, well-rounded characters. And then I believe they're only doing one more season of Ted Lasso. It's ending after the third season because Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted Lasso, can't keep or doesn't want to keep committing to travelling to the UK to film. So my idea for the movie spinoff is, the world cup yeah. now he can either um <clears throat> he can either end up taking on the usa job which gives a good ending to the the series this you know uh-huh. end of series three he does whatever he does with the club and gets the usa job goes to the world cup where he could perhaps come up against roy kent as the england manager and jamie is the star england player and it could revolve around something like that I think that would work quite well. We've not had a, a World Cup football movie since Mike Bassett, England manager. We're well overdue. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. good a good sports movie and a good football movie. Although I know Next Goal Wins, which we covered extensively on Failed Critics when yes, the documentary right. came out, is getting its own movie with Michael Fassbender as the, the, the coach whose name escapes me now. Uh, yeah, I think Ted Lasso in that form of you know Ted Lasso at the World Cup uh, could work really well yes
1: I think it'd be interesting I mean part of the whole thing with Ted Lasso is that he's an American football coach not just like an American football coach Yeah, he's an American football he's not a
0: soccer coach
1: yeah exactly who gets hired by this club almost purposefully to run the club into the ground and then it's everyone just goes oh they've got a heart and all that stuff a fictional club which is in the new FIFA game have you seen that? yeah yeah yeah, that's too far. They've gone too far with that.
0: But like the program. Well, FIFA and Football Manager before have had add-ons where you could get Harchester United from Sky 1's Dream Team yeah. in the game before. So yeah, it's, I not, it's not too far. <laughs> Um I really
1: liked the first series. The yeah. second season um, had too much of the Sort of heart, and not so much of the humor, because the first series, yeah, it does have all that heart, doesn't it? I mean, it's a very heartwarming yeah. show. Yeah, um, and I went into it cynically as well, and ended up thinking yeah. it's really good. Yeah, but the second season, I think, was too far, too much of that.
0: But yeah, I think I think that would really work quite well. I think they, the, the yeah. people who make it, could pull off a kind of more feature length version. And obviously, the World Cup is the ideal place to. I think it's a to great have idea. that. Mm. Yeah. Um. So if they end up doing that, I will find out. Yeah. than Listen to this, <laughs> and yeah,
1: yeah. If Apple are listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it here first.
0: Uh, and your final choice?
1: So, so I've gone for a British sitcom. I did pick a okay. sort of a originally, you know, goth Moringi's start place. So then I went for the sort of A-list TV program, you know, Carl Urban starring the boys, and I wanted something completely different to that. I'll give you some of the ideas I scrapped, first of all. I thought Rick and Morty, like a Rick and Morty movie. That would be quite good, but it's a bit boring. I thought Match of the Day, but I don't know how you would make that work as a film and if anyone would ever want to watch it. Like set (laughs) with the people, like get actors playing Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer and people like that. Mm. Um, But I thought that that you just, I just couldn't make that work as an idea. I thought about like a sketch group. Get Them to do a film, you know, like how the old Monty Python movies well, were yeah. just the Monty Python cast making a film. No. So I thought maybe you get Auntie Donna to do it, or you get you know the guys from the Fast Show to come back and do a film. You know, they do it with yeah. the um the Horrible Histories guys, you know, they all did Bill as a movie, yeah. So I thought maybe we could do some So well, then I thought, no, I just can't again, it's I can't do that. So instead, I went completely left field and said right let's do a come dine with me movie okay and i just want a farcical comedy, comedy you just ram it full of like brilliant comedians and actors that contrast quite well you can create some drama you know come dine with me you know is a program that's just inherently filled with
0: drama that's the whole mm. reason people watch it no there's, one watches there's it but n- there's, no, there's nothing worse than the come Dine with me week where they all get on and then yeah, end up yeah. friends at the end exactly so who wants to watch that who wants everyone to... wants to see <laughs> it's a what a sad little life jane
1: it, that's what people want that is yeah. what people want from come Dine with me and i think it's watching those episodes where it's just people making a nice dauphin voir that actually oh. means that you when you get those moments of real drama then they do just so much more you're sweet, aren't they? Yeah. Um so, you know, who cares about who's got the nicest house? Let's see some punch-ups. And I think you could do that really well in a sort of farcical comedy. Um, wow. you know, you can get the characters like you get the people with the bougie sort of lifestyle, the secret alcoholic, yeah. and you know, the rough council estate guy and wow. you know, put them all together. I think you could have a really good, silly and over the top kind of caper. And you could bring in people like, so like I say, you could have proper like comedy actors. You could get like a Jennifer Saunders and, uh. you know, Mira Sayal and people like that. But also then bring in John Lithgow. I thought he could do it. You yeah. Know, bring in John Lithgow into this cast. Mix him up with someone like Greg Davis. You know, I imagine John Lithgow and Greg Davis as a gay couple on Come Dine With Me. That's what, <laughs> that's what I would want to watch. And You know, then you could bring in your posh, like David Mitchells and so on. And yeah, Maybe Kevin Eldon for some sort of like Boom. crazy sort of. And also you've got to have Dave Land make a cameo. He's got to make a cameo yeah. in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would do. I'd, I, as a director, I'd probably get someone like, I did think Wes Anderson, but I think he'd t- just go to Wes Anderson with it. I don't want it yeah. to be too much of like a Wes Anderson movie. So And similarly, like for the same reason, I thought Edgar Wright or Matthew Vaughan or someone like that, someone who, people who would just get it. Um, yeah. But I settled on Paul King, who, who did the Paddington movies, because I think that's kind of, you do also need that bit of heart in there yeah. um, to pull you back around. And I think he could do that really well. Yeah. So, yeah. Or alternatively, you do get like the cast of ghosts together and get them to do a come dine with me Mm. but i think you could have fun with it by putting some of those people in like i say like a greg davis with a you know i don't know ellie taylor from ted lasso put her in there and (laughs) and and do that sophie willan or someone like that who's fantastic Mm. that's what i want steve come dine with me the
0: movie (laughs) uh so kind of a similar vein as Uh this my last idea isn't based on a fictional show and kind of linking back as well to when we mentioned uh our celebrity at the start of the oh, podcast. Yeah. So my final idea is a movie version of Big Brother. Oh, okay. And there's a few ideas. I mean, obviously a long time ago now we had Dead Set, <laughs> yes, which was a, Charlie Booker Which thing. was a which was a which yeah. was a series, not a not a movie, but uh however many episodes it was based on an end of the world zombie situation centered around the Big Brother house uh-huh. there have been some adaptations of Big Brother fictionally before you could go down the horror route of a kind of a slasher movie in the Big Brother house with some shady uh-huh. immoral uh-huh. producers deciding to keep the cameras running because uh-huh. um, if you remember back in the day on E4 at night they would just run the cameras Yeah, the CCTV so, you know somebody has got into the house or one of the housemates is at a complete psychopath killing off the housemates one by one that no one knows who it is the the the, the producers <laughs> are just keeping the cameras rolling the country is gripped by it for some reason the yeah you know, the police don't do yeah anything or you know it, it's just allowed to be keep playing out on screen over the course of it it'd have to be over a short period over a day or a couple of days yeah. you can, or you could have kind of a more police invest so one of the housemates dies in mysterious circumstances Uh it's not caught on camera at all the police the the authorities decide the best way to investigate this is to keep all the housemates in the house not connected with the outside world as the normal contestants on big brother would be yeah so they can't be influenced by anyone outside they can't you know talk to anyone outside they can't they've you know They've got no alibis because they're in the house. They can't talk to it. They are stuck there. And again, the producers think, we're going to keep filming <laughs> this. <laughs> we're going to show everything. Yeah, And it kind of plays out like a kind of murder mystery within the Big Brother house rather than a slasher uh-huh. film. Or the final kind of concept I came up with is obviously the the, the first Big Brother with Nasty Nick when it was a, a social experiment rather than Reality TV, um, and you had Nasty Nick um, yeah. canvassing for votes and trying to get people voted out that he didn't like and being confronted by Craig and this all the other sure. housemates. <laughs> now, it, again, was a limited series, but we had the kind of who wants to be a millionaire, you mm-hmm. know, the kind of yeah. how, it was, how it came about and then the whole coughing, cheating scandal. And that you could make a movie in a very similar vein to that, how Big Brother became a concept, how it became made. Yeah. You know, the whole idea behind it, how it became such a big hit, and that first series with Nick, you know, basically uh-huh. cheating and being confronted. So I've got, I've got a few ideas for how they could do a movie version of Big Brother. I think there's, you want to do it all as a series of films, get, get the yeah. big books in. Netflix will do that.
1: Yeah. You can do each one a different type of, you know, genre.
0: Yeah. It'd be quite fun. It wouldn't, supr- it wouldn't surprise me if there had been a Big Brother somewhere in the world some you know a kind of uh, a film version of a big brother type show made yeah but if there is i don't know about it but i just thought it could you know just a few different ideas there of where they could go with a big brother type movie
1: yeah i think like i say they've all give it do more but have um, you could even do it i'm like so, you now this is i'm getting i'm thinking like almost as a like a a binge watching type thing where you've got each one separately Mm. um but have the same cast in all of it so each one is a different they your ideas different genres right different types of film but each one is the same cast doing the same
0: characters but in a different way i think that could be quite fun. yeah and if we if you're going down the route of um you know the who wants to be in their show? Michael Sheen has to be playing, doing an, basically his impression of someone. Yeah, just don't know who. Nasty Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be great as the villain. Just yeah, thought try the last one. Try a different tact and well, like yourself, have come down with me not going with a a, a fictional show, yeah. going with more reality show based. Um, yeah. I also thought of Doctor Who and then found out that Disney are just chucking a load of money at it and it's going to happen anyway. Is it really? Obviously, apparently, Disney kind of um, have got involved. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Obviously, Russell T. Davies has, has come back mm-hmm. uh, to helm the show. It's going to still be on the BBC, but Disney have, I, th- I said, I don't know the ins and outs. They see, appear to have got themselves involved with Doctor Who. There's talk that they want to create like a Doctor Who universe with spin offs like maybe a oh, show like okay. unit and all that kind of well, thing well they did Torchwood didn't make well yeah so when I heard about that I thought well that's going to happen anyway so that's quite a bit of a boring boring choice because that's inevitable, inevitable It's inevitable happen. yeah but yeah that's it for um this this special fail critics podcast so yeah thanks uh everyone for listening hopefully we can do some more again in the future at some point um thanks for for well getting us back together owen
1: yeah it well it it, you know i miss doing this it was always hard work i think people don't believe me when i say that because because we were very shambolic but we did do some of that slightly intentionally and i always thought it was hard to keep it going but i do miss i do miss like we used it was weird for me i don't know what it was like for you but we we used to chat every single week every week yeah from 2012 to about 2018, mm-hmm. uh, we would get together every week, every Monday, whatever time it was, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and record a podcast. And then I would mm. spend my week editing, publishing, tweeting, Facebooking, all that stuff about it, writing all the superb, uh, keeping the website going. And then it just stopped. I just, en- it, you know, we just ended yeah. it. So yes, I have missed doing this with you, Steve, so hopefully at some point. We'll, we'll be able to pick them up again every so often if yeah, people definitely. like it maybe they'll just tweet us and say you really shouldn't do this anymore stop or maybe they'll naked. just clamour for our return so much they'll pay <laughs> us to do it yeah well, that would be the dream wouldn't it we'll get a Patreon oh. going that's all we should do yeah if enough people pay us to come back I'm just saying I'll consider it we'll think about it yeah <laughs>